0: You're listening to Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio, brought to you by Rockstar Records, 810 East Main Street, Tupelo, Mississippi, 662-269-3745. Local to Legends podcast with your host, the voice of ten dollar wrestling, noted author that has never been published, and the heaviest CWA light heavyweight champion in history, the king of all wrestling media, Gene
1: Jackson.
0: everybody, and welcome to another edition of Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio. I'm your host, the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson, and once again, I'm joined by the lovely Rose Jackson. Hello. As we're doubling up this week, we're giving you an extra episode, as we have told you all about All In in this week's previous episode, and now we're going to talk about the wrestling podcast convention that was done in connection
1: with all in, of course, that being Starcast. Yay, Starcast. So, so Rosie's <laughs> voice
0: is a little rough. Uh, she's got kind of a sore throat, and then. You know. Well,
1: I mean, sinus congestion. Yeah. It's you know it's weird when we go to the north land, as I call it, which is Indiana, Kentucky, and up. Yeah. I don't have these problems. I'm not as congested. Yeah. Um, I don't. When we lived in Kentucky, I didn't have these problems. But as we start coming back down to the south, to where we live, I start getting more nasally and have the drainage, and it's aggravating my throat. So I am a little rough throated this evening. Um, But yeah, Starcast Starcast was was different. That was a little little different um, convention than what we're. Used to go into. It's not like Wrestlecade, and it's not like what we would go to when we would go to Charlotte for the NWA
0: Legends Legends Convention.
1: Um, you know, and just to diff- give you a little difference between these, I mean, you have like, you know, yes, they're they're meet and greet conventions in a way, but some have different aspects. Like Gregs, you had Q and A sessions. Along with your meet and greets. And WrestleCade, you have wrestling shows along with your meet and greets. And then this was mainly podcasts yeah. along with your meet and greets. And it's pretty much any type of wrestling podcast you can think of, you know, that was there at some point uh, during the weekend. Uh, we rolled in Thursday afternoon. It was, what, about...
0: Uh, one o'clock when we yeah, got there one or
1: so. yeah um we got our you know got our stuff which we thought was going to be a little bit of a problem when we first got there um because we did not have one of the tickets for our platinum bracelets in my name we had them both in your name and we had to stand there for 30 minutes trying to figure out how to put my name onto them to get um my bracelet and but we finally figured it out and the the lady that helped us was very helpful. She was. I mean she even helped me plug she plugged my phone up and charged it while we did it. So yeah. um that was awesome, you know, but we got that. We got our hotel room. Um let's well, get, well we had to little, wait on that a little let's bit. Let's give but, a little
0: back before you before you get into all that, let's give a little backstory of how these things for people who who've never really done a wrestling convention or just a convention in general, um, So most of them offer some sort of package or pass or whatever they call it. Um, But in this case, you had your platinum VIP bracelets, you had your gold VIP bracelets, you had silver VIP bracelets, and then you had general admission, okay? So platinum bracelets was supposed to be the top line. You get into everything first, you get the first, Offering of buying all the meet and greets, you get a discount on said meet and greets, Um, and it was except and it was you know they were quite a bit more expensive than the others, and so we went ahead and sprung for the platinums because you know I didn't I didn't want to not get the meet and greets we wanted I didn't want to not be able to go to whatever shows we wanted to go to.
1: Well, and because in the past when we would go to you know we always get the VIPs when we go to Wrestlecade. Yeah. We always get the VIPs when we'd go to the NWA Legends Fan Fest, too, because that would also give you entry into certain areas earlier, like right, right. for merch and, you know, right. the vendor setups and whatnot. In my mind, if you're going to drive
0: away to Charlotte, you're going to drive away to Winston-Salem, or you're going to drive away to Chicago, uh, you might as well get the best of it. You might as well not be told, well, you got to sit out here and wait because you didn't get the good one because we had done that one year and that sucked because we had to stand against the wall while everybody else went in first and picked through everything. So, like, fuck it, we're going to go all out, we're going to get the Platinums. Um, so, uh, I want to explain this because I don't want it to sound like we're shitting on anybody or griping or whatever. We're just giving you, as people who do these, at least annually, um, our opinion of this based on others and how it can be improved in the future. It's not a, you know, Gripe session or anything like that, but what what was taken on here? What Conrad took on here is a huge undertaking because so you're you're getting this Hyatt Regency hotel and you're offering all these shows each day. So you got to organize these shows. So you got to get the people who are going to do the show at the show, and then you got to get all these fans who have bought the different levels of bracelets and, and admission. To the show and then you gotta have at the same time because there's so much shit going on now see here's where this here's where Starcast differed from greg price's nwa fan fest from wrestlecade or any of the things we've been involved with at legends fan fest on like thursday night there's q a's there's nothing else going on. There's Q&A, so you can either go to the Q&A. Or you room, go eat dinner. Stay in a room or go eat dinner at Boardwalk Billies <laughs> and get hammered or whatever you want to do. But <laughs> those are your
1: options.
0: <laughs> and then the following day, there's meet and greets going on at one end. Until 5 o'clock. Until 5 o'clock at different scheduled times. And yep. then there's autograph sessions going on at the other end of the hall at different scheduled times. So you can pick who you got to go see and when. And then in the evening, on the first night, or not the first night, on the second night, on Friday night, at Greg's shows, you would have the Hall of Fame banquet. And so then you could pay money to sit at a table with a wrestler, eat dinner with them, and then they would get put in the Hall of Fame, or the Hall of Heroes, I guess they called it. And then on Saturday, same deal. You got a vendor room that you can go through. There's wrestlers in there. There's magazines and books and dolls and belts and anything you can think of wrestling wise is in there and they got scheduled times to do meet and greets They got scheduled times to do autographs and then that night they have the matches and while the matches are going on the vendor rooms closed they're not doing any meet and greets they're not doing any autographs they're just matches and then the sunday you got up and you did a church service with George South and then they had another wrestling show and then you can go home. So that's how that worked. Uh, Wrestlecade. Friday night, you have wrestling, a show, with some autographed people around the vicinity. And then Saturday morning, you have the Fan Fest for, what, five hours, four hours?
1: Yeah, it's still like four o'clock. I think it opens at nine to four. Yeah,
0: four o'clock, that wraps up. They close up the vendor room you have matches starting around 7. Yep. And then after the matches, you might have, like this year, for instance, after the matches, you've got something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard. And then after that, I think there's, a, there's uh, not Dave Panzer, but like Gary Michael Capetta's got a show. And then on Sunday, you've got the ECW... Uh, Q&A, retrospective, and then after that, you got like a women's show, and then after that, you got an AML show, and then after that, you probably got some other fucking show, I don't know. But anyway, again, all this shit goes on at different times. So you could go to all these things, you buy this all-inclusive VIP ticket, you can go to all that shit. At StarCast you got to make a choice. There's two different shows going on at one time. There's the vendor room is open.
1: There's meet and greets everywhere. There's meet
0: and greets going on. There's eat and greets going on. So there's all this shit going on. So you've got to decide which things you're going to. And you've got to look at a schedule because you can't say you're going to go to the Bruce Pritchard roast... But then also be at the ICP meet and greet, and then also go see so-and-so in the, in the vendor room. I mean, you can't be in all these places at once. And originally when they were scheduling all this, I'm like, Jesus, what a clusterfuck. Why would you do this? Like, this is, a, this is terrible. But then I realized, over time, they're putting all this shit on Fight TV. So now, even though I've bought a platinum bracelet to go to everything, and I have access to go to everything, but I can't go to everything. So if I want to see everything,
1: now I got to pay a hundred
0: dollars or whatever the fuck it was to get an all excess pass to watch it on Fight TV after I get back home. So I'm going to drive to Chicago. I'm going to be inside the building where these shows are going on that I want to see, but I can't see one or the other. And sometimes there was three shows going on at once. I gotta decide which one I wanna see now, who I wanna go meet now, and then when I get back to, into Alabama, I can go back and watch the shows I missed, because that's not the one I chose. So, I'm like, okay, I get it, you know. You're, you're gonna make money coming and going, because I'm gonna buy the, the bracelet before you announce all this. Now that you've announced all of it, I've already got the bracelet, so I'm going. And then afterwards, if I wanna see the shit, then I'm gonna have to buy it on Fight TV. Which, okay, that's fine, you know, capitalism, that's cool, whatever. Um, but here's the thing from a promoting perspective, as far as a running a show perspective, one person being in charge of two and three shows going on at any given time, and a meeting, and a couple of different meeting greets going on at the same time, and the vendor room being open at the same time. It's hard to manage. First of all, just getting the people where they need to be to do their show, do their meet and greet, and then wrangle up. In the end, there were thousand. There was what? What do you probably what? Three,
1: four thousand, five, six thousand. I don't know. Well, the Thursday night, um, you know, the things that we had going on, there probably what five hundred people. Around uh, 400, yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah, four or 500 Thursday night, open
1: yeah. night. Yeah, because there wasn't much going on. You had okay. the uh, PCO demonstration that out happened in out in the lobby. You know, probably about maybe 100 people gathered around for that here and there in various spots. You had some of the podcasts, just the, the, the more indie little podcasts, set up in table sections out in a hallway. You know, and they were doing their thing here, there, here, there. Um, you know, we we really didn't have anything Thursday night, but the one thing you wanted to go see Thursday night got cluster fucked. Yeah,
0: so so Thursday night um, they're having the because I already realized like the main things I wanted to go see while I was there. I wanted to see the roast of Bruce Pritchard, but we had bought a meet and greet with ICP, which was kind of conflict with time-wise. I'm like, alright, we can't go to that. Whatever. But Thursday night, it was going to be a Monday Night Wars debate with Bischoff and uh, Bruce Prichard. While that's going on, they have the uh, Marty Skrull karaoke, which I love Marty Skrull, but I not give a fuck about that. Um, and then in the second wave of shows, they have the Boccia Mania with uh, Ron Funches, Cassio, and Tony Schiavone. And then at the same time that was going on, they were gonna have the jam session with Papa Buck. Again, like the Young Bucks, don't give a fuck about seeing their dad play music, I'm sorry. So I was gonna go see the Pritchard Show, gonna go see the Botchamania. Rosie was gonna chill out in the room and rest because we had been driving half the day. So I go down to get in line. Now I'm a platinum bracelet, so I'm supposed to be able to just get straight in and get a seat the way it's supposed to work, platinum goes in first once all the platinum people are seated 10 minutes before the show gold goes in, silver and then whatever's left over general admission folks get I go out to get in line everybody's just in line, platinum, gold silver, it's just a clusterfuck of
1: no bracelet, well
0: first of all let me back up (laughs) from that, so I go to the end of the hall and there's a guy in a staff shirt, I'm like hey where do I go for Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff? Man, I, I don't know. Go ask that guy over there with the with the staff shirt on. Okay, go over to this guy. And he's like deer in the headlights. As I'm walking up to him, he's like deer in the headlights, and I can read his mind. Oh my God, don't come ask me anything. So I go up to him and go, Hey man, where do I go for Bruce Pritchard and and uh, Eric Bischoff? Uh man, all I know is this line, this line's for Papa Buck. Okay, who could I ask? Go down to the end of the hall down there and ask that guy. So I go to the end of the hall and ask that guy, hey man, where's the Bischoff? And he says, you go outside and the line wraps around and goes to the pavilion down there. So I go out the door and I ask the guy that's standing next to that line in in a staff shirt. I said, hey, where are the platinum people lining up? everybody's just in line so what do you mean everybody's just in line he's like it's just a line man and I go fuck that shit so I got text Rosie like I'm coming back to the room this is a clusterfuck so I go back to the room so I'm pissed off right out of the gate but then Brian messaged me he's like hey are you at the the Bischoff thing and I'm like no couldn't fucking get in it was a clusterfuck oh well we're in and he's like a silver bracelet like the next to the last bracelet or the last bracelet i guess it is so i paid 180 something bucks for my bracelet he paid 60 for his and he's in there and i'm at the room pissed off so botchamania comes around you know i did the podcast with Cassio. i told him i was going to be down there so i'm like well told rosie like, i want to go try to get into this thing i don't know what's going to happen so i go down and this time they're like hey uh, if you're platinum, go line up over there. I'm like, well, that's that's an improvement. So they got a platinum line, they got a gold line, and they got the other just random line. And so I'm talking to the drunk guy in front of me, because I go up, and that's the other thing about this deal, like they, they, had a, they had a bar, and people could just take their drinks out of the bar and just take them anywhere the fuck they wanted to, and they were selling beer every 50 feet in the hallways. And so everybody around is just pissed drunk. It just smelled like fucking beer and farts outside. It was terrible.
1: <laughs> Typical wrestling. So I'm standing out there nauseous. <laughs> Typical as, wrestling. Yeah. Crowd. So I'm standing out there nauseous <laughs> as hell. And, uh,
0: they were, and the guy in front of is like, hey man, did you go to the fucking Monday Night Wars or did you go to Papa Buck? Or, or like, did you go to the Monday Night Wars or did you go to the Marty Skrull? I'm like, I went to the fucking room because I couldn't get in, in the show. He's like, well, you had a Platinum bracelet. Yeah, no shit. And he's like, Well, what they did is once everybody got in and they realized what happened, they run everybody back out and then re-brought everybody in with the platinum people first. I was like, oh, well, okay. I guess if I'd have hung out for another 40 minutes, I would have known that, but you know. At the time, nobody had answers for any fucking thing. So I got in, I'm like third, fourth row for of uh, Boccia had a great time, it was funny. Ron Funches is fucking hilarious. If you ever get a chance to see his comedy, I highly recommend it. Casio was funny, his, his shit was really good. Tony Schiavone's hilarious. The Boccia stuff was pretty good, even though Matthew had to go and change his videos at the last minute because he didn't realize that being on Fight TV, they couldn't use any WWE shit, anything copyrighted, it was out the window. So he had to kind of just throw something together. I guess there were some issues with him. His plan, This was a theme through the whole fucking weekend, which this is in no way StarCast's fault. Um, but his plane arrived late, so they had the Matthew Botchamania meet and greet. Without Matthew, he wasn't there <laughs> because his plane was late. And so uh, he called some hell for that because some staff members misspoke. I and mean, He put this on his Twitter, this is anything I'm making up. Some staff members misspoke and told some people, well, yeah, he was here, but he left. But that wasn't true, he had never been there at that point. But that got some people riled up because they thought he had came and left, which we were told something similar about ICP. Uh, but we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> so, StarCast, uh, we spent 180 dollars a piece on bracelets. There was 15, 16 shows, whatever the fuck it was. Botchamania is the only show I saw while we were there. Yep. The absolute that's it. only one.
1: That is absolutely it. Um, one show out of that. I mean, there's no way you could have. I mean, all the meet and greets we had bought. We we purchased these which, at a time. I mean that's on us. I'm that's on mad. us. I'm not mad yeah, at that,
0: but we'll get we'll get to why we could have seen some more if some things were done Differently.
1: differently. Well, so, and, and that and that's that's the whole purpose of, you know, we're, we're explaining our trip here. Um, you know, we, we go to these things at least once a year here, regular. We, yeah. we go to, a, you know, a wrestling convention. And the whole theme of the thing is organization. I mean, if you don't, you you can't over-promise and under-deliver.
0: You always
1: got to do the opposite you got to do the opposite to, to make everybody happy and i know that there's times you're not going to make <coughs> every wrestling there there's no way you make every wrestling fan happy because somebody's gonna bitch about something that's just wrestling that's the way it is that's the way the wrestling people are
0: and somebody's saying right now well y'all are doing the same yeah thing. we're
1: doing the same thing we're no better than anybody else Maybe so. Probably. Maybe so. I don't know. But anyway, we, we we paid all this money for these these platinum VIP bracelets. And, okay, aside from the fact you could get into these shows, if that's what you wanted to do and they didn't conflict with your other things, okay, you go to get into the one show and you have a clusterfuck. Well, by the second show, they've got this filled out. they got it kind of somewhat sorted out how it needs to go. So maybe they've got the shows down to to par the way they're supposed to go and get people in there but when it came to meet and greets that was a whole different animal yeah now
0: before you finish whatever you're about to say i understand i understand that wrangling a bunch of wrestlers and getting them in certain places at certain times is incredibly hard and in some cases impossible so i get some of the difficulties on that end i'm not being necessarily critical for that as far as okay maybe that was an organizational problem maybe that was just the the wrestlers don't give a fuck problem but the way the lines were handled and the way the information was relayed in a lot of cases could have been handled better. I mean, you know how many tickets you've sold. You know how many bracelets you sold. You, you kind of know how many people you're dealing with. I mean, you had hallways that were not that wide to start with that had three lines going in them, and half the time, half the people didn't even know what fucking line they were in or why they were in it or what it was. It was chaos the first day or two. Like by today it kind of leveled out and everybody kind of figured some shit out but man that first day was just well was friday and saturday was yeah. just Absol- absolute hell chaos like you would go up to a line and you know like what line is this i think it's for so and so what, what the fuck do you mean you think it's i mean it, it either is or it isn't but the, the line and everybody up in the hallway it was like in the hallway in both hall- there's two main hallways okay One was called Podcast Row, which is like 20, 25 tables down one side of a hallway with all these people doing their fucking podcast or representing their podcast at these tables. On the other side of the hallway, you would have anywhere from two to three lines in that hallway lined up for two different rooms, meeting people ranging from Cody and the Young Bucks to... X Pac to the Firing Squad to Austin Aries, any number of people in these in these rooms. And so you would have people, okay, I've got I've got a ticket for X Pac who's in this room, and I've also got a ticket for Medusa who's in this room, but then I've also got a ticket for Cody who's in the next room. What line do I need to be in? And nobody would have an answer for that. Like, i ah, just get in that line. I don't know, you know. And and so you got this line three wide in the hall. Now people are coming out of one meet and greet. They're trying to get back to down the hall to go back to their room or to go to the other hallway or to go to the vendor room or to go the fuck outside, wherever they're trying to go. And you can't go because the, the fucking... The hallway is a complete log jam. It is just—it was like, as Jim Cornette would say, human cholesterol clogging up the fucking hallway. As you can't—you can't move. People are shoulder to shoulder. Nobody wants to the move. They think they're gonna lose their spot in line. And then you got in the other hallway. Now the podcast one wasn't as bad simply because nobody's stopping at the podcast table. Like wrestlers were coming down the backside of it doing promos for people, but like the. The fans, nobody gave a fuck about it. Nobody was stopping, talking to them people or getting any of their flyer. Like nobody gave two fucks about all these no name podcasts. People asked me, well, why aren't you doing? Why aren't you on Podcast Row? So, what, so me and Rosie could sit at a fucking table and stare at people in a line for three days.
1: Yeah, and have them come up and bitch to us while we don't know whose whose yeah, autograph you know they get in that rooms? room.
0: You know what? Exactly. I don't fucking know. I don't work here. And the
1: people who work here don't
0: fucking know. So how's you know? So that was... But in the other hallway, you had people lined up to either get in the vendor room or get into the, the belt room that had all the Dave uh, Millican's belts and such. Yeah,
1: well, let's, let's just back up on that. All right, okay. Yeah. So, you know, Thursday when we get there, like, like I said, we don't have a lot going on. This stuff's already supposed to be set up in the Millican room. They're supposed to have the belts on display where you can see them. Uh, I thought be able to look at them and pick them up. And like we used to do when we would go to the uh, Greg's Fan Fest. Because he had them all lined up there. And you would go and put every one of them over you. I took pictures. You know, we called it your belt mark album. Yeah. You know, I mean, he didn't charge. Okay. Well, apparently now he charges. Uh, If you pick a belt up. He will swap your credit card and charge you so much to touch said belt and get a picture with it. So, anyway, this wasn't set up. No belts. The the posters. The the memorabilia. The Oz robe. All this stuff's just laid up on stuff, just laying there in the floor next to the wall. You know the all of it's none of it's set up. And so we're like okay, uh, none of this is set up. So, even Dave Milliken is still well, I was standing like, there.
0: Milliken even was like, all right, well, all this was supposed to be set up when I got here. Yeah, so Dave, Dave
1: looked at you and said, hey, I don't know, man. Is yeah. there supposed to be done? It's not, so.
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I mean, fair enough. I ain't bitching about that. You know, they're running behind on time, whatever. That's, it is what it is. But, like, that's just a matter of, hey, we didn't get here in time to set it up. But, yeah. like, We've set this up where you've got all these tables in the hallway and you've got wrestlers at these tables. Now you've got a line, you got guys over there lining people up three wide. Like for instance, we were there to do a promo with Tony Schiavone, which you'll see soon. All right, if you're in line for Schiavone, you stand against the wall. If you're in line for Sean Mooney, stand here. And if you're in line for Gertner, stand here. So now this line is three wide in the main hallway. On the other side of these people, there are tables with wrestlers who are signing autographs, taking pictures. They can't take pictures behind the table because the light coming in the window is too bright and it's fucking up the picture. So now they got to get in the hallway and take the picture. So you got the line, the three mile, I mean the three lines, three people lined up side by side. You got people trying to come and go down this hall, two different directions, and you got people stopped lined up at the gimmick tables and then people trying to come out into the aisle to take pictures. Like it was another hallway that was just absolutely jammed up eighty percent. And, 80% and of now this
1: this is Friday on to Saturday. Yeah. That this was this way. Thursday not so much, but Friday people started coming into town. They started checking in a hotel. You're talking a thousand plus people. At least. At least at least, at least. I say by Saturday there was about
0: Three, well, three
1: to four thousand, at, at least. I mean, uh, I it mean was just people in one hotel. In there. one hotel, I would say probably about a three thousand, four thousand square foot hotel. And a person per foot is how much was in there. And at I least, mean,
0: you know that that shit. Okay, we had more people than we realized. You know, all right, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. And and to their credit. Like, nobody was really being shitty about any of that. Like, there wasn't any fights or anybody, like, hey, get the fuck out of my way or any of that kind of stuff. Everybody was as cordial as they could be. You know, I mean, people were stopping in the little aisles and, you know, all the annoying shit that made me want to punch people in their fucking head, but I didn't do it. Um, and, man, I'm not knocking the staff, bless her heart, they all ran their ass off, they all was busy as shit all weekend, they just weren't very well informed, even in the room they were working in most cases. Um, I mean, two of the most helpful people, uh, and I'm not just saying that because he's our buddy, but you know, Cassio usually knew what was going on, and Zane Riley. Uh, Zane, you know, helped finagle and wrangle people into the one room, and there was a guy named Steve who, was from somewhere up north based on his accent and he was running shit down in that other room and he did a good job but a lot of the people in between who was you know kind of wrangling the lines just they didn't have it they didn't know what was going on. I
1: had no clue. I don't know if it was their fault I don't
0: know if they just weren't getting, getting giving the information or they just didn't care enough to get it I don't know but it was it was it was something else but then the other problem is and again this this It's not necessarily a StarCast problem, but there were people who were advertised to be in certain locations, and you would have a scheduled thing, you would have a scheduled meet and greet with them, or you'd have a scheduled promo with them, and you would go there, and they're not there. And you don't know if they just didn't come there. They just... Because, like, for instance, we were standing in line for Tony Schiavone. And all the tables in the hall had a sheet of paper that said who was supposed to be at that table. Like, you went down one table, Jeff Jarrett. Next table, Kia Stevens. Next table, uh, Tennille Dashwood, or whatever her name is. And then the next one, you know, so on and so forth. So, one table, I don't... I think it was Velvet Sky and... and the other one, Billy Gunn's kid goes up, looks at the paper, throws it over on the next table, and him and Billy Gunn plop down at that table. Now, they're scheduled to be in the vendor room, so if somebody looks at their schedule and go, oh, hey, I've got, a, I've got a pre-purchased yeah. meet-and-greet with Billy Gunn and his kid, he's downstairs, now you go downstairs, he's not there. And then they ask somebody, hey, where's Billy Gunn? Well, you can't get mad at the staff for going, I don't know, because he's not where he's supposed to fucking be. And that's not Starcast's fault. That's their fault, because they just went and took over somebody's table. Now, Velvet Sky and them show up for their table, because they were told, hey, you're the fifth table in the hallway. And now they're crammed onto another table with Sergeant Slaughter. and (laughs) And it just starts turning things into chaos. So again, that's not really their fault. But it was frustrating as hell from a fan's perspective because you're trying to find people and, 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 and not half, but at least a quarter of the people aren't where they're advertised to be for one reason or another. Or, or they're, they're not there at the time they're designated
1: to be. Yeah, and some of them can't help that due to travel issues. Yeah. or And they had to be rescheduled or something like that. Like, it, it just happened to look in our favor that the Abushi um, and... Kenny Omega got rescheduled because if it hadn't, we would still be on the road home oh, and yeah. we wouldn't be We'd home be till five in the morning.
0: We'd be in Louisville right now.
1: Yeah, so uh, so that was that yeah. worked out in our favor, and and, and you know, in granted, they sent a tweet out like what was it, seven o'clock that morning. <laughs> yeah, they're so um <laughs> seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Uh, uh, hey, due to a scheduling conflict, yeah. with the bushi. Sunday
0: mornings, Abushi and Kenny Omega meet and greet will take place today, today
1: at, at nine. 9.30. So, had we not got up early and just got up and Gene hadn't seen that tweet, we wouldn't have knew that, and we wouldn't have got Koto Abushi at all. Yeah. We would have got Kenny Omega. We wouldn't have got Koto Abushi at all. And that would have been very... Um, because we paid Disgruntling. a pretty
0: fucking penny for
1: that. I'm not going to say what we paid. Yeah, it, w- it was a pretty fucking penny to meet both of them. And yeah. the fact that, you know, we wouldn't have got to meet both of them, which isn't either one of them's fault. Yeah. But it's just the way that, you know, things got handled, you know. And, but, you know, in. I mean, it was just certain things that just could have been handled a little differently. Information could have been passed along a little better. Um, Things could have been, I don't know, tightened up a little. It's just, I feel that we paid way too much money for two useless bracelets I ended up cutting off of us this afternoon because we didn't reap... One single benefit throughout the weekend for the money we paid for. Them. Yeah. We we could have got general emissions and done what we done this weekend and yeah, saved and, about and Brian
0: two hundred dollars. Brian who had the low dollar bracelet
1: could have benefited went to all
0: the shows and didn't <laughs> go to not one meet and greet that I know of um, could have benefited from ours and we could have had his bracelet and done the same shit we did. Yeah, you know so. And, you know, that's on us. We know it now if we were to ever go back. Well, you know, well there's no need to buy Platinum,
1: but... Um, I mean, the thing of it is, is, the main reason we bought the Platinums wasn't to... It, it was to get into some of these shows, but it was also the discounts on the tickets and the crack at them first, first well, dibs. First chance at all
0: meet and greets.
1: Okay, well, that kind of ended about a month in. Yeah. It's like we only got a couple of things where they did that you know platinum goes on sale it was about like three weeks worth of that actually you know because you would tell me you're like yeah. oh platinum bracelets are gonna have these go on sale and we're gonna buy these and blah blah, blah and they're only gonna out- offer these to these and once they're sold out they're out you know like the koto Ibushi and the kenny omega yeah. and otherwise we wouldn't have got those tickets because they fucking sold out in what like 10 minutes
0: yeah and they didn't they didn't offer a discount on those,
1: but, Yeah, you know, and they didn't offer a discount on those. Okay, whatever, fine. That we would have we would have go out and just paid what we paid, you know, no discount, no problem, okay. But the fact that, you know, you, you say, okay, you're paying this amount of dollar right here, this is this bracelet, and this bracelet gets you this, 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 and this, and you only get one aspect of the five that you offer for it, it kinda seems shitty. Yeah. In a way, and I don't mean to say it like that, but I mean that's what it is. I mean, it basically I had to wear a bracelet all weekend for nothing, for nothing. Yeah,
0: it was frustrating. Like I said, I'm not shitting on it, and, and by Sunday things were getting, or today I guess things were getting better, but it just there was a lot of frustration. But the, the height of the frustration. Most of it was just annoying things. You know, the lines were a little unorganized and you had to go track people down. that wasn't where they were supposed to be. I missed I missed the Sean Mooney meet and greet for Saturday completely because they didn't even have a place set up for him, they had a scheduled meet and greet, didn't have a place set up for him. I found Sean Mooney in the hall and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to find out where the backdrop is. I don't know where, this is, where we're even doing it at. And then I never saw him again until today when he was leaving. And so I missed out on that. So that was like 50-something bucks I lost. Disco Inferno was supposed to be in the vendor room yesterday. And he was never in there that, that I ever saw during the hours he was scheduled. So that's one I lost. And then today, uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta were supposed to be in there for 10 to 4. We waited around till 11. It had to hit the road. They still weren't in there. So that's another one I lost. So all together, we lost about $100 worth of meet and greets for shit for people not being... Where they were supposed to be. Now, Chuck Taylor, Trent, and Disco, I'll say they can own that because they weren't where they were advertised to be. Um, but if they didn't have a place set up for the fucking Sean Mooney promo, then that's on them. That's not on Sean Mooney and it's not on me. You know, I found him. We were together, but we couldn't do the promo because we didn't have a place to do it at. So that's that. Starcast has to own that one, but I'm probably not going to get a refund on that because I sent an email yesterday and never got a response. Um, so, but the biggest, the biggest goddamn debacle out of all this, and I don't know whose fault it is, and it don't even matter, but just here's the experience. You take from it what you want, and I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in particular. So, Saturday, now Friday night, uh, we had the ICP meet and greet that we purchased, that we paid full price for, even though days before the show they did a quote unquote flash sale and for half price but we'd already paid full price so fuck us but um so we were really excited about this we you know we like their music to some degree we're not juggalos we don't wear yeah,
1: I, I don't have any tattoos of juggalo no tattoos me.
0: no hatchet man necklaces none of that shit we yeah. don't drink fago yeah we don't we don't paint we our like faces music, but so. we love like the jcw dvds and the Mania dvds and the only other show we were really psyched about going to was the stranglemania live where they were gonna do the commentary over you know matches live but uh they also offered the meat the eating, greet so this thing i told you uh it, it, greg price's fan fest they had this um,
1: hall, hall of heroes. fame
0: banquet yeah. hall of heroes banquet where you can sit at a table and eat dinner with a wrestler well they kind of took that concept and just removed the hall of heroes aspect of it and you can pay like 130 bucks a piece to eat dinner with your favorite wrestler which hey that's cool you know if you ask what you want to do that's cool we didn't really have much interest in that so we didn't do it because the meet and greets we can share like we pay $50 for a meet and greet me and Rosie can both be in the picture so that's fine they sign one picture and we're both in the picture but for this meet and greet deal we would have to each pay $130 a piece to either eat with Lex Luger or uh Paul Nash uh Lawler, Kevin Sullivan, Ron Simmons, on down the line, and they offered one with the ICP. But hey, we had we had already.
1: Hold on, hold on but let me back up to something you said. Scott Hall, you said Scott Hall, right? Yeah. Was he supposed to be there? He was there. Where was he? I didn't see him.
0: He at all. was on stage for that show, and he was in that room down there where they did uh, meet and greets. I, I never didn't even saw see him, him walking around, but he was there because I've seen pictures of him
1: oh, on stage. I didn't even see him. Uh,
0: yeah, I saw where Brian. Showed uh, shared a picture of him on stage, so he was there. Oh. I didn't see him either.
1: Okay, there. I was just wondering yeah, when you I, said that I, I, I was like, I never saw Luger I didn't either, see either, but apparently, yeah, I didn't there. see him either. But he was there. Huh? Well. So, uh,
0: and I never saw Tully, Arn. and well, but I've seen people's uh, meet and greet pictures.
1: See, him, so. I was wondering because in the vendor room, you had to go downstairs to the vendor room. I didn't see any other way that you could really access it, and maybe there was a back access. I didn't. I wouldn't prove you to. Well,
0: None of those guys were ever in the vendor room. But they were all
1: in like boxing for. Well, and see, rooms. that's that's where I, I'm. I'm fixed to say this is, there were several wrestling fans that were in wheelchairs. Yeah. And I felt bad for them because there's a scene There was an elevator. Oh, there was an elevator that, that was oh, the That L
0: thing that elevator okay. that's that
1: floor. That's yeah, that floor. Okay, that okay. There. Uh yeah. well that makes sense then. I don't feel so bad then. Yeah. I just I thought that was really shitty that there's just stairs, nah, you know, and I'm like, that can't be right because that's, how that's where that's Hurricane was be. trying to
0: go this morning uh, and ask to go to the bottom
1: floor. Okay, it was okay. The better I so. see, I see, I see. Okay, now I understand. I didn't know that. But it, okay, well just in the whole general aspect of the way the Lines were and everything. that was really crappy for them because they're trying to maneuver in and out of these sea of people, and they didn't have room to do that. Yeah. So they're stuck just wherever, however, you know. And, and I, I really did feel bad for them though.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's a whole nother. But anyway, where I'm yeah. So anyway, ICP okay. um, had a meet and greet scheduled for. Eight thirty. So, well, okay. What I was telling them before we got sidetracked with that was they offered to an eat and greet with ICP, and then they offered it for half price during that flash sale. And I told Rosie, "I'm like, you want to eat with them? That would be interesting, right?" And she's like, "Yeah, but even you know, even at half price, that's still 130 bucks to eat dinner with ICP. Yeah, we're already, we, and we're already meeting them and, afterwards. And you
1: know, it ain't no Ruth Chris steak either. No, it, it's I, it's gonna be some God, chicken. It's God gonna be knows. something from the the fucking shitty restaurant that's in the hotel, room. Uh, that's and that's a whole, that's other, whole other, story other thing I too. I do not know
0: if we even go there, but anyway, um, so we opted not to do that. So the the roast of Bruce Pritchard was the one show that I really, really, really wanted to go to, but I also really wanted to meet ICP. So I chose that, and we and we didn't go to the roast, and we got in line at what seven thirty.
1: Yeah, seven thirty. An hour
0: before the meet and greet, uh-huh. and there was already. a Pretty long
1: line. Oh, yeah. I'd say we were 50, 50 in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, get in line at 7.30, me and are supposed to start at 8.30. Or was it 8 to 9.30. I think it was supposed to start at 8. 8, eight to 930. to 9.30. Yeah. So, we got in line at 7. Because we got in line an hour early. I do remember that. Yeah. So, we got in line at 7. 50 people back. And. 8 o'clock rolls around, we're still standing there. 8.15 rolls around, we're still standing there. And the guy in front of us, who was looking behind us at the front door of the lobby, said, and J just went out the front door and jumped in the car and left. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, and he f- did.
1: I seen him. And
0: so... I called him
1: out of my eye running, and I was like, oh, shit, you're right. So... <laughs>
0: Okay, so now at this point it's 8.15, so we're 15 minutes past when they're going to start. Zane comes out looking pissed and says, "Uh, guys, it's going to be about, uh, they say about 8.30, 8.45 before they get here. Okay. So it rolls around about 8.55. And they take us on into the room where the actual meet and greet's going to happen, which was great because the air conditioner was cool in there. And it was hot as fuck in this hallway that we've been standing in now for right at two hours. So we go, we go in the room, and I'm like, "Fuck, I could have went to the damn roast at this point and been back." But so we're in that room waiting, and we're waiting, and So then I look at the tweet at the Twitter, and there's a tweet. Urgent message: the ICP meet and greet has been delayed until nine o'clock. It's like eight fifty-seven. So that is nine o' nine ten. Hey, they're on their way. they come coming there. It'll be there. It'll be here shortly.
1: Yeah, this is after we're in the room. And we're in the room.
0: It's nine fifteen. People are putting hateful shit on Twitter, responding back to that tweet. Yeah. I, I tweeted back. This is a total clusterfuck. And then then they come in. The staff comes in, bless their hearts, not their fault. They're the messenger. Uh, guys, we got to get you guys to come back into the hallway where you were to start with so they can come in so they can deal with the eat and greet. And then for a minute we didn't understand what that meant, and we all get lined up in the hall.
1: But yeah, man, which, we, which but, means we got to push the other yeah, so 150 people uh, that's behind us all the way back
0: into the lobby. Yeah. Now we're back in the hall, where we started, where we stood for two fucking hours, and we find out, oh, they no-showed the fucking meet-and-greet,
1: first of all. The eat-and-greet.
0: The eat-and-greet. Yeah. Where they were supposed to eat with somebody at, like, 6.30. Yeah, so these, so these so people had to eat by themselves. and greet is supposed to go, like, to 6.30 to sales. 8, or 6.30 yeah. to 7.30, whatever the fuck it was. So,
1: so they had their little shitty meal by their sales. By their
0: selves, no ICP. And
1: paid like way more than we. They paid like 130 a head to eat with ICP and didn't get and to. And didn't get to.
0: So then we hear, hey, and this is I think it was Zane that said this. It was a staff member and we're we're all we're all about two and a half hours into this wait at this point. Everybody's like, fuck ICP at this point. But uh, Zane's like, hey, if you want to know where ICP is and you got the Fight TV app, pull it up. They're fucking over at the roast talking. And so apparently, and so I guess they had brought them over to the roast and they're on stage talking at the roast is well understood. But they never made it to the ingredients. So these poor folks that paid more than twice what we paid, they brought ICP in, sat them down, Turn some of their music on a jukebox, uh, like a jukebox, juke but a boombox, like a little bitty boombox. And these fucking poor meat green eating green people just got trotted in, they take told a to stand, told to stand in front of the table, and they they sign a paper, they sign a picture for them, and they take their picture leaning over the table, and they trot them right back out. Man, they were so, pissed. so they paid $130. They to enter with ICP. They spent. 30 seconds getting a picture signed and getting a picture from across the table. And so they come out of the room and they're like, dude, they won't even They won't even let you, like, stand next to him or even talk to you. Like, they just, you lean across the table and snap a picture and they hand you a, a, an autograph. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Man, it's fucking weird.
1: Yeah. Just when, fucking when, weird. One dude come out and was like, man, fuck this. Fuck this oh, shit. Oh, they were He was mad. I mean, mad. I would be too. I mean, you spend that kind of money and then... So that's how it, That's how it is.
0: Between that happening and when we got in the room, somebody clued them in. Because by the time we got there, you're going behind the table. They're standing up and signing your picture and then taking you know taking the picture with you.
1: Yeah, well, th- um, at this point, I did tell Gene. I said, "Look, when I get in there, man, I am not smiling." I said, "I'm already pissed. I'm ill. I'm tired. My fucking feet hurt. My legs hurt. I've been standing for three hours nearly." And, and here's what you
0: got to keep in mind. I mean, she said, "We're standing for three hours." We've been in line since goddamn 8 o'clock that morning. Yeah. Like, this whole shindig kicked off at 8 o'clock that morning. We're in line for Tony Schiavone. For, for that. For this. And then X-Pac running. was 45 minutes Wasn't late. Running. So, we so we had to wait, like, an extra hour for the X-Pac meet and greet. And, I mean, it was it was a
1: long
0: day. And so. I
1: expect to do that for a lot of meet and greets. I mean, we've, I've had to do that every one we go to. We You have to everything but Wrestlecade yeah I have to say that about Wrestlecade it's all just one day one day from this hour to this hour you're in there you're getting pictures you're getting shit signed and that's all you're doing you're just walking around table to table you might wait a few minutes here might wait a few minutes there if it's somebody really good like we had to wait for Sting when we met him yeah like, I actually went and got in line, and you went and did this, and then you went and got in line, and I went and did this and got yeah. stuff signed. Like, we tag-teamed and did that. And, and I mean, that was that's the one thing I love about when we go to WrestleCade because it's not a whole four days' worth of this shit. I can't – I just can't physically do four days of this shit anymore.
0: I mean, that's a, I mean, the thing is, like, for WrestleCade, like, me and you together do about a good three hours, maybe – and get all the big people, the people you want to get a picture with, the ones you give a shit about, the ones we want to make sure that we get. Then after about three, three and a half hours, you go sit in the lobby and talk to Big Donnie or whoever's out there. Then I go back in and get, like, the jobber people you don't give a fuck about, the chicks, stuff like that. And I come back out after about an hour. So after four hours, and we go back to our room, we've got, like, two hours to rest before the actual show, which is awesome. But, like, this is, like, a marathon, like, day-long.
1: Every day. For three days Three straight. days.
0: And then, like, yesterday, you tack on, we did it all day, and then had to go to All In and had that whole debacle of walking. I don't think we finished telling that part at the end of All In, but, like, we had to walk, like...
1: A mile. A half
0: a mile to go meet <laughs> up with Misty to, and Brian to pick us up in the car because they had the roads blocked off. I started telling that and got sidetracked. But, anyway... Um so to finish out, you know, so to finish out this story, you know, we go in and they were nice. They shook our hands. They were, they were really, really nice to us. Signed a picture when we took a picture with, you know, flipping the camera off because we were pissed off. I think they just thought, you know, hey, that, they're ICP fans. are flipping off the camera, and we were like,
1: fuck this shit. No, we, we were. We've we 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 been here for three and a half hours. I'm telling that. you, that look on my face is a genuine man. Fuck you. Fuck y'all fucking out that was my fucking look so
0: (laughs) so that was the icp debacle and that was the worst the worst experience of the whole weekend and again i'm not saying overall it was bad i know most people are saying positive shit and this is not us shitting on it this is just us having experienced these like here's what could be done better they need. If you're gonna have three thousand people in there, you need a bigger goddamn hotel. Yeah. With wider hallways and bigger rooms to do. like or that, spread then, people out. The fucking vendor room, Shit. It was miserable in there. It was a hundred fucking degrees because you had four hundred people crammed in a little room that was not big enough to serve the purpose that it was supposed to you know supposed to serve. You know. Um, but, hey, it was the first one. I'm sure the next one will go much better. I don't figure we'll be there for it, but I'm sure it'll be great for whoever is. But nothing against, you know, StarCast, nothing against Conrad. Conrad's awesome. I love the podcast. He does a lot of great things for people, and overall StarCast was good for most everyone that went. Most of the response is overwhelmingly positive, positive. and you know, overall we had some cool experiences there. We got some great pictures, and Everybody we met was really super nice. You know, like I said, ICP, that whole weight and all that was terrible, but they were nice. X-Pac was super cool. James Ellsworth, a hell of a nice guy. Um, I can't think of anybody that we met that wasn't just great. Uh,
1: Brian Cage. Brian Cage. He's a dick. Yeah,
0: dude. fuck Brian Cage. But, he's know, a dude. Anyway. T- he wrestles in TNA, so that's probably, what's, <laughs> that's
1: probably what, his what his deal was. is. Yeah.
0: So... <laughs> But other yeah, other than Brian Cage, everything else was was good. And uh, overall, it was a good experience. Now, on a side note, from all that, um, we did find the time to break away and get an Uber and go experience all the star cats, I mean, all the Chicago food that a fat guy would want to experience while he's there. We the first day we got there at one o'clock. Well, By one thirty. Well, we were, let, let's, back right. okay.
1: right. let's back up to that. Okay. Let's back up to that. We were going to do that anyway because we thought we had time to go have, like, decent lunches and stuff like that. But one of those days, and it might have been Saturday, when we uh, didn't really have a lot of time to go eat. Like, we were just had the plan of, hey, let's go down to the, the you know, restaurant and the hotel, and they're supposed to have a menu, you know, of things... Especially for StarCast now, like nachos, chicken fingers, you know. Named little, after
0: the wrestlers. Yes. What
1: they snacky, they snacky little foods that will hold you over in between things. You know, it's not like a big, big, you know, bunch of food. And so we go down there, and, you know, they got a, look, a buffet laid out or something like that. And so the girl goes, Yeah, you know, we have the buffet. It's $25 a piece. And I'm got like,
0: pre-made sandwiches and pizza. Yeah,
1: pre-made sandwiches and pizza, and the pizza looked like it'd been there since yesterday. And I was like, uh, the can you not order off the menu? She's like, no, we don't have that today.
0: Until three o'clock.
1: Well, she didn't tell us until three o'clock. She said we don't have that today. And I said, fuck this. And so we got an Uber and went to Portillo's that day. And uh, that Portillo's it was awesome. That was very a unique place that I found that was way different than anything we have here. Um, super awesome Chicago hot dogs, uh, super awesome hamburgers, Italian beef, super awesome Italian beef. Um, I highly recommend you go to Chicago. You try that place. They have different locations there, but apparently they've been there for like years, like years. And um, you know it's very a unique experience and very different. And cheap. I have to say our food was extremely cheap that yeah. day. But yeah, uh, that's you know, when we actually had dinner the next days when we found out that the, after three, they had the special menu for the StarCast people. okay. Yeah. Well, so. I wasn't even,
0: I wasn't even gonna go there with the fucking food
1: and just... But, I mean, that, you know, there were, there we did try the the Chicago uh, place when we first came in, the Deep Dish Pizza uh, Giordano's. I think Gi Gi Giordano's. Anyway, that that was a super awesome pizza. Yeah. Super awesome. Yeah. And then we uh, on the way to Giordano's, we noticed a Weber Grill. Apparently, Weber grills are made there, and they have a restaurant that is specifically. Weber Grill design, you know, like the grill's open inside and you can see them cook the food and they grill everything. They have shrimp, filet mignon, uh, burgers, you know, different varieties of chicken, um, different things like that. And It was a unique experience. A little pricey, but it was it was worth it, though. It was yeah, a really good meal. Good.
0: They have a big-ass Weber Grill out front. You can see a picture of me standing in front of it on Facebook or Instagram.
1: Yeah, it's huge. It's huge.
0: <laughs> No,
1: it was really good. They had, like, some of the best steak skewers I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah, teriyaki places. beef uh, steak skewers and they were awesome, super awesome. But we really didn't get to eat a whole, whole lot because, I mean, we didn't um, we didn't have time. No. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I mean, we didn't have time to really sightsee um, or see anything while we were in Chicago. So the few places we did venture to were usually food places <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah but I mean, they were all really good we got to hit on every um, you know type of food we wanted to try while we were there and then we slipped out and got to go eat and you know we called an uber for all those we didn't want to lose our parking spot at the hotel so those experiences ranged from super nice local guy who gave us some good insight on local restaurants to intense foreign guy that felt like we might be part of a you know
1: kidnapping conspiracy slash
0: you know human bomb scare you know i I
1: don't know i don't know a
0: couple of those rides were very very tense
1: (laughs) i don't think he spoke english because whatever he he muttered to me when i got out of the car i could not understand i don't know
0: pretty sure it's the first time he had driven in america because Oh
1: my god, that was. He only took us like two blocks. Like a two block, like it was two, 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 three red light radius. And I thought he was going to kill us, man. He pulled out in front of like three people. Just like, I was like, oh my god, we're going to die. We're going to die. And then he
0: tried to make it for it, it seemed like, by just cutting across all the lanes and <laughs> yeah, it was bad and then when we needed the longest trip we took being carried out to the sears center for all in oh yeah there was a nice cambodian gentleman who uh, picked us up asked where we were from and we said alabama and he immediately asked uh what's the uh, property taxes in alabama uh where does your water supply come from what is uh, home insurance cost in Alabama? And so he asked all these questions, and in between those questions, he explained how much he was spending on his, and was just absolutely positively amazed at the prices in Alabama. And I'm pretty sure he may have been, you know, packing up today to move there.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I found it more amazing that. He, he, in the midst of talking to us, said that his house, he paid a million dollars for it and was only worth now half a million dollars. It had lost property value. Yeah. And, and when he said that, he didn't bat an eye when he said it. And and I'm looking at Gene, I'm like, and he's driving a goddamn Uber. Uber.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, but what I, the I guess hell? He was, I
0: guess he was like a. Uh... I
1: think he was an engineer.
0: Some sort of engineer, or or a um, what do you call it? An uh, electrical engineer of some sort. Because he was asking about you know how many what types of those jobs were in Huntsville and places like that. And he was telling us how his son had went to school to be a doctor, and he was begging him to get the hell out of Chicago. He, he said, "quote Everybody in Chicago crazy. They they're all stupid." That was the exact fucking word. It yeah. was it was almost like a. A foreign heel promo on Chicago, which was ironic for two people going from a wrestling convention to a wrestling show. I mean, he was he was a really nice he was, guy. He was, he I was mean, really he, nice, but he was really shitting on Chicago. He, North
1: yeah, North. he was like, uh, "You you protect your purse, you you protect it, uh, your keys, your wallet, your billfold, everything. it gets stolen, you leave, you no leave, you no leave." And um, I mean, he was just he was really nice. Um, Bless his heart. I, You know, I'm, I'm thinking he probably... He, he's just doing this as like a side thing to have something to do, maybe. Yeah. He's retired, probably. He was an older guy. Um, but, I mean, if I had, you know, a million dollars to buy a house or even a half a million dollar home, I don't think I'd be driving an Uber. <laughs> Not, likely. <laughs> Not likely. Not likely. Not in Chicago, anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, people... It's just amazing to me that they do these type of jobs, and I mean we've we like I said, we've used Uber quite a few times in Nashville, and we did quite a few times in Chicago in Nashville um we actually had the the one that we did the first time the guy picked us up. He was super cool. Yeah. He, had, he had a dodge caravan It was super nice, and uh you know he he shortcutted around there, had us back to where we needed to be cost me like seven bucks. It was w- well worth it. You know, in the last couple of times that we went, we got an older lady the one time, and she acted like she she, she didn't even know where she was going. And she has GPS, and I, I mean, I, I pretty much had to tell her where we were going. And I'm not even from there. So, you know, that's pretty bad. I got to tell you, you got the GPS, and you're asking me. Uh, but then we got, a, I think, a college chick the third time we ever did, did it. And she, she was pretty knowledgeable and nice. Yeah. Um, but then this time, you know, we didn't know what to expect to be in Chicago. So we get the one guy, and like Gene said, he's, he's, he's a bit questionable. You know, I'm thinking this guy looks like he's mad at the world. And, and his
0: name is Muhammad. I mean, being is,
1: presumptuous. But. Exactly. He's mad at the world, and he ain't speaking no English to us. So we're like, mm, okay, I hope you can read that GPS there so he takes and drops us off and basically his 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 door trim around the um the the door comes undone when i get out and i don't know if he thought i did it or or what but he i don't know if he was cussing me or what but i was just like oh my god let me get out of here
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a little tense. yeah it was a little uh, tense um second uh second guy we got you know uh Guy that took us to Portillo's. Oh, he
0: was cool. Was an older guy. Yeah, he and, was cool.
1: He was and, from there. And he spoke English
0: well because he was from Chicago.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah, um, yeah Gabe told us all about Portillo's and
1: where to get you know, other food. Where to
0: get other foods, and I asked him about the Weber grills. We were curious because we had spotted it earlier, and he said it was really good. And told us how they make Weber grills in Chicago, and they how they. Uh, teach people They like have classes in there that you can go learn how to grill. Be a grill master. Be a grill master. Not just a griller, but a grill master. So, didn't have time for all that, but we did make time to go down there and have lunch and uh, and drop about 60 fucking dollars on lunch. So, if you go to Chicago, uh, you better have some money unless you go to Portillo's, which was reasonably priced. Yeah, but which was about else,
1: the $20 range. Everything else is pretty high. You know, but, oh, yeah, yeah. You
0: know, we set aside money for these conventions. We know we're going to overpay for pretty much every fucking thing, food at the hotel and, you know, all that kind of shit. It is what it is. Um, but we prepare for it and use the carry enough to where it's, you know, it's not a big deal. We got a lot of cool shit there. We'll, we'll probably do a Facebook Live video in the next couple days showing off some of the stuff we got um, while we were there to add to the wrestling room and and grow our collection as if it needs to grow anymore. But, you know, it's what we do. It's what we do. All in all, hey, you know, we've done, we've done a little bit of complaining about, you know, just detailed, you know, things and organizational things with StarCast. But overall, I know the intentions were good. I know most people had a great time. Overall, I had a good time. I don't regret going, um, I got to mark a lot of people off my list of people I want to meet and get a picture with, add to our collection. So, all in all, it was a positive experience. I don't want it to seem like you know we're all negative about it. That's just some things that were frustrating. And when you're doing this three days in a row for that many hours a day, you know by the end of the day you really lose your sense of humor about a lot of shit. And when you go to a meet and greet. Seven o'clock, it's supposed to start at eight, and you don't get out of there until 11. Uh, it's a little bit frustrating, and, and you know, just a lot of stuff wasn't what we thought it was going to be, a lot of stuff wasn't what it was presented to be. But I don't think it was done in malice. I think it was just uh, a lot of times you plan things and you think it's going to be one way, and you get there, and that's just not how things work for various reasons. And I think a lot of it is not knowing just how damn difficult it is to wrangle. You know, thousand, two thousand wrestling fans, and to wrangle a, a couple of hundred wrestlers. I, I do think it was probably overbooked. Yeah. Um, just from a standpoint of there was way too many people to keep tabs on and get where they needed to go because there was just so damn many. And then people. they just kept
1: getting booked up to the day we oh, got I mean, there. there were people
0: getting added after we got there. Like, hey, look, they added so and so. You know, and you know, Jim Ross got added like a week before. and. But I mean, there's always interesting experiences there. I started to say this during the video earlier and you got to cut off, but like, this isn't a big deal. It's just interesting to sometimes, like we're sitting there eating our $20 breakfast buffet, which was a glorified, you know, continental breakfast basically. But,
1: and when you say $20, that's each. That's each. No, um, not combined.
0: Yeah. There was no Shoney's breakfast buffet no. by any stretch, but anyhow. Uh, but across from the table, right across from this is Jim Ross, his manager, and, and some guy who's trying to pitch him on bringing his podcast to, I guess, their podcast network is maybe leaving Westwood One and going to what theirs is. He's asking about the archives, and, and then he's asking him about, you know, who owns the, you know, who owns the video interviews and stuff you did in, 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 in JR Because. Uh, Vince McMahon pretty much owns my entire life. He's like the WWE, the W C W Mid South, UWF, like all that is in the you know, the WWE library. So they own all that. He's like, I own my podcast, I own the archives, I own my book. But other than that, it's it belongs to, you know, WWE. So they were over there hashing that out. No, oh, that's just kinda interesting to hear that kind of shit and you know, like I posted on Facebook yesterday, I go to get an elevator, get an elevator with Pat Patterson, and he was nice. You know, I didn't bother him for a picture or any shit like that. As hey, good morning, how are you? And he said, good. How are you? And he's like, man, I'm getting hungry. You know, I mean, good place to eat, which might have been a rib, might have been an insult. But like, hey, I'm gonna ask this fat guy where to eat because obviously he's probably gonna know where to eat, right? And uh, so I told him about you know Giordano's and Portillo's and you know some of those places, and and uh, you know it's just. That's kind of... That, to me, is more kind of some of the more interesting interactions of these fests is just people you run into in the hall, and the elevator, and, you know, have conversations with, and they seem like nice people because you don't know. You're paying to meet them at a meet-and-greet. You don't really know if they're nice or not because you're paying to talk to them. But if you meet them in the elevator and they seem nice, that's cool because a lot of them are dicks in the elevator. Yeah. Or anywhere you meet them. Uh, well, where they don't want... They don't act like they want to be there, they act like they would rather do anything in the world than interact
1: with anybody, and... I understand that to some degree. is like they're being paid to be there, and it's like they're paid regardless whether anybody comes up and gets their meet and greets, or sees them, or they sign anything, or anything like that, but I mean, they could at least some of them be like a I don't know, a little better than just sign your shit and push it across the table and that's it. Yeah. You know, like... I mean, there's actually. I mean, there's people that sit down. I mean, like 98 percent of the ones we've ever met will say, "Who am I making this out to?" And you know, they'll put two and then our names and and yeah. sign something and all that. You know, I mean, because it's more personalized that way. And then there's then there's some you encounter where it's just shh, signature, boop, sign across their table, name, shove
0: it across the table, and
1: that's it. Move on. Yep. Um, yeah, you know,
0: it is what it is, but. It's funny because there's there's a lot of times, there's a lot of guys and, and gals that shoot themselves in the foot because, like, you know, up until yesterday, you were a pretty big fan of Brian Cage. And Brian Cage was like, everybody there, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I guess I spoke out of turn and saying entirely true, you pay for a meet and greet. You can have your wife, your kid, your whoever the fuck you want in the picture with you. You can have as many people as you want in the picture for the most part. Just one autograph.
1: Or, well, not many, not many people. It's like at at least up to three, other I person. think. Yeah, or one other but, person. you
0: know, if, if there's a husband and wife and they got their kid, nobody's going I gonna mean, say,
1: we, we've know? been going to these for damn near seven years, and yeah. nobody's ever questioned me and you in a photo together. Or, or said that you had to buy an extra just because I was in the picture.
0: But we had prepaid for that, and then we both got to get in the picture. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa which one of y'all are getting in the picture? I'm like, well, we both are. He goes, well, that's extra. I'm like, alright, fuck it, she can be in the picture. And I just took a step back. And uh, since then, Rosie is not a fan of Brian Cage.
1: Yeah, I thought um, he was a bit of a dick about it.
0: When we were in Nashville a few years ago and Rosie was excited for a week that we were going to meet AJ Styles. Big fan AJ Styles. Back to the TNA days and all that. And AJ Styles was pretty fucking cranky that day, and seemed like he'd rather be anywhere on earth uh, besides there meeting anybody.
1: Well, it was right after he got shit canned from TNA. Yeah, it was right after he got fired and he's in Ring of Honor. I mean, he's like, oh my god, I'm in Ring of Honor. Yeah. I mean, he acted like it was fucking lowly to be there. I mean, that's that's the vibe I took.
0: And to this day, Rosie doesn't give a shit about AJ Styles since.
1: Yeah. I don't. I have not gave two shits about AJ Styles since then. And I'm sure, I mean, there's people that have met him since and, you know, say, oh, my God, he's a he's super nice guy. He's great. Well, that's hey, what everybody
0: said, cause everybody, that's fine
1: and needy. Everybody I, I probably caught the, him on a wrong day.
0: They know we go to all these things, so every, all kinds of people ask me, hey, who's... Who's the nicest person you met and who's you know, the worst experience y'all had? And it's funny because I can say it from the same show. In this line over here we met AJ Styles and Rosie's like, fuck AJ Styles. I don't take this shit too seriously. I know people have bad days, whatever. I don't I don't get butthurt about it, but whatever. So we went in that line and Rosie's like, fuck AJ Styles. Fuck him forever. I don't I don't like him anymore. And then we jump in the other line and we go meet Roddy Piper. Now one guy is on a level that he just got shit canned from TNA. Which how the fuck do you get fired like Friday? How do you get fired for a day off? How do you get fired from TNA? Well,
1: that's when TNA about went on. They I know, were all I getting know. let I'm go. Just being a smartass ass for the sake of a goddamn podcast. <laughs>
0: and then this line over here, you got Roddy Piper, who's been one of the biggest wrestling stars ever, not to mention a goddamn movie star and a pop culture icon. And he couldn't have been any fucking nicer to us no matter what amount of money we paid him. Nicest guy in the world. Makes you feel like he's happier to meet you than you are to meet him. And it's just like, to me, that was like daylight and dark, experiencing both ends of the spectrum in one night in the same place of how, you know, somebody handling a situation like that poorly can do and how somebody being, you know, overly nice and attentive the way Roddy Piper was does. And I think these guys underestimate the effect that can have on them being that way, because like Rosie was a huge fan of him, she don't like even now on WWE, she don't give a fuck about AJ Styles, and I promise you from this point forward, she until the end of goddamn time is not gonna like Brian Cage it don't matter what that motherfucker does from this day, if he cures cancer if he comes to our fucking house and serves us dinner, she is gonna hate that motherfucker and we spend a lot of money on wrestling shit, but do you think we're ever gonna spend another dime towards Brian Cage is anything? No. So, to me, that's pretty fucking short-sighted and stupid to do that shit, you know? Okay, you, you tried to make an extra 20 bucks, but how much is it really gonna cost you in the long run if you do that? I'm not saying us, personally, but if, if 20 people today, uh, or yesterday, or and today when he was doing that, got treated that way and left feeling that way, that's pretty substantial. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot is. of t-shirts, pictures, DVDs, pay-per-views, a lot of shit that, you you know, you've cost yourself because you were being a
1: dick, but... Well, and I kind of had an idea that he was a dick in general anyway. Well, he he's all roided up. Course, he, seems, he seems like he's a dick. I mean, he just right. does. His personality just seems like he's going to be a dick. Yeah. So, you kind of expect that, but then when they are dicks, it's like, oh, uh, they really... I don't know. It really sinks in. They are fucking digs so, I, I don't know well,
0: I mean, we've been lucky going to going to yeah. conventions for seven years we've had like three bad experiences and we added one on this weekend you know uh, I don't know who was the other besides that I guess AJ Styles is the only one that really stands out who else I think there's one other one that kind of was eh, not like not bad but just not good Jerry Lawler oh yeah yeah back yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I ain't even mad about that.
1: I ain't one. even mad about that it anymore. Uh, yeah, that, that was, now that I've I've seen having since gone to
0: more, having gone, been more around him, having been around yeah. him, but more importantly, having been to more conventions and seeing the etiquette of that, that was more on me than it was him. So I'm no, I'm not mad about that. Yeah. Um. But you know, all in all, take Brian Cage out of the equation. Everything else was was fun. Positive and like I say, uh, I think the start. Every I think most of the issues was just growing pains. I think they'll, if they do another one, if Conrad does another one, I think it'll be much better. It'll be more organized, and he'll know what he's up against going into it. And way he runs his actual business and the way he's been running these podcasts I'm sure he'll find a way to streamline it and do it better in the future and that's really all that's really all this is about if anybody he knows listens to it and knows him and like hey what are people saying well here's our opinion we're not trashing you we're not trashing the the convention or anything like that it's like hey here's the things that you know kind of bummed us out you know we've been excited about this for months and these are the things that kind of sucked and being out a hundred bucks on fucking meet and greets is not you know great but you know it is what it is shit happens i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be mad about it i'm not gonna be like i ain't listen to none of his fucking podcasts anymore and i'm not gonna you know none of, no kind of shit like that you don't you don't hold
1: grudges like me no
0: no you know rosie <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs>
0: rosie'll hold a grudge now
1: No, I won't. Well, I mean, I didn't listen to the podcast anyway. I don't listen to the podcast anyway,
0: but, um, (laughs) you know, I guess she'll still go with me to the Bruce Pritchard show at the
1: end of the month. Yes, Um, I'll still go.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Anyway, so that's our StarCast show. Um, We met just about everybody we wanted to meet. I mean, where the fuck else are you going to meet? the greatest world champion of our time, David Arquette. Oh, my God. And he was super nice. He introduced he was.
1: himself to us. <laughs> yeah, like, we didn't know he's who
0: he was. You're standing in line for the David Arquette meeting and greet, and we all up to him, yeah. Hi, I'm David. Like, we're meeting the fucking doorman at the front door. <laughs> but he was, it was funny because he was, you Is know, that- he was the same goofy guy that you see in the movies and the TV show. Like, that's that dude, like, he's the stoner-ass dude you see everywhere. Did you just pass
1: our exit? For the house. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the
0: light flashing for the thing. So. Oh. Anyway. All right. Well, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> if you're, if you're half asleep. What the fuck would you know about passing the exit? We may have. I don't.
1: Know. I'm not half asleep. I'm just. I'm just like I seen the exit coming up, and I'm like, you're you're missing. Maybe it. so. But anyway. Maybe so. All well, right. Well, okay. Wrap well, it since up. we got another twenty. No, we got another twenty minutes before we hit the next exit. So we'll just we'll just. Okay, so what who? Else we to talk about? Well, we got we got to tell people who was our favorite to meet and who was unusual to meet. Who was your favorite you got to meet?
0: Who was yours? You go first.
1: Um, I was pretty happy about Jimmy Jacobs.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he took a selfie with us, which
0: was cool. Which was cool. Was infamous for
1: selfies. selfies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least he can't get fired now because of it. So you know. That's true. That's true. Sure. Uh, James Ellsworth was uh, super nice. He
0: was. He was. He was thoroughly en- enthused about my Andy Kaufman shirt. Tried yeah. to literally take it from me. I um, Thinking it would have been a little big on him, but you know.
1: I think he still would have done it though. <laughs>
0: yeah. He threatened to. He, he, he
1: threatened did. To. He did. But nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah, he was super super nice. Um, let's see unusual uh, that was there uh, well pco of course yeah yeah kind of kind of unusual to meet yeah. um I, that whole demonstration he done was a little odd but you know you've seen his youtube videos that's what you get so yeah
0: they brought it they uh, what you what you've seen in the youtube videos was what you got yeah. so it was interesting it and, was... but it was nice to meet yeah chest scar is legit. I don't know how you really got it but it's really there so that was interesting to see. Um, what else did you say? what was your other options of?
1: Um, who, who was your um, who was your favorite? Um, the Briscoes the Briscoes. Yeah
0: I, God I've wanted to meet them for for so long. And then they were super cool. They were they were everything I had hoped they would be. They were funny and nice. And uh, <laughs> Mark was saying goofy shit and we were getting the picture made. so I why we are smiling too big. And uh, it was funny. I don't know. I didn't even mention this to you. But did you notice when we walked up, they had the two pictures of the chicks in the bikinis because they had been sitting there the day before? Yeah. <laughs> so as we're going to leave, Mark turns around and he sees them two pictures Oh. I didn't even realize we had all this going on behind me, and he like went, he like winked at me like, yeah. <laughs> He's fucking <laughs> pictures on a wall, man. Like, That's funny. He's like, I didn't know I had all this going on behind me right here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was they were super cool. Um, I was excited about meeting Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Um, I've always been a big fan of the Dudley's. I got to meet Devon at a Huntsville WWE house show. When I lived there several years ago, he was walking around outside, and somebody snapped a picture of us. And uh, he was he was really nice then, but I didn't I didn't think I'd ever get a chance to meet Bubba Ray. But God, he was really really nice. Cause you know you hear all these stories about him. You're like, man, hey, is he gonna be a dick? I mean, I'm not even gonna be disappointed if he is. Yeah, you know? because you kind of expect him to be. Yeah, that's.
1: Who that's he is. I guess that's one of the unlikely uh, scenarios we had. We we kind of expected him to be. Yeah. But he wasn't, and, and No, he wasn't. I mean and
0: uh, I, I was excited to meet X-Pac. Uh, I, I, back when the NWO was big, I loved Hall and Nash, but I was always a fan of six, like the NWO shirt I bought, I made sure it was the one with the six ball on the back, and I mostly did it at first to annoy my friends, uh, but eventually I, I really come to like him. His promos were funny, and he used to shit on Ric Flair, which aggravated you know another friend of mine, so I, you know, I thought that was fun, but. Uh, that was cool to meet him. He was late, but he was super nice. You know, and took a couple of funny, you know, cool pictures with you. And so, I like that, and, uh, I, you know, I was excited about the ICP one, and it was, you know, with all the shittiness surrounding it, we got a good picture with him.
1: Yeah, so we that did. That was cool. How many
0: people get to have a meet and greet with those guys? They don't do a lot of that shit. Yeah. I, now I see why. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, now
1: you see why, but, I mean, it's like... When when does anybody get the opportunity to just meet them unless they they either a work a JC JCW show or they go to you know the whatever the Juggalo festival is what is that called Gathering of the juggalo. yeah that thing I mean that's pretty much the only time you get to meet these guys I mean now there's several wrestling friends of ours that have wrestled shows for them and got to meet them and such as that you know but just as a fan you go to the show you see their music you're not gonna get to meet them usually after the show No. you know they ain't gonna be out there signing shit they ain't gonna be out there taking pictures with people um so you know that's that's a very rare chance to get to meet them and I, i thought that that was pretty cool um like like you said the david arquette thing's a little unusual you got you get to meet him what chances do you have to get to meet him anywhere you know, yeah, and around
0: that's the thing these four. Um, out about Starcast. Um, it did offer some things you don't typically get at a wrestling convention. Meeting guys like ICP and David Arquette. Uh, getting to do a promo with Tony Schiavone and Joel Garner, and you know, some people got to do with Sean Mooney. I didn't, but some people did. Uh, but you know, just offering that kind of stuff, and some of the things that we didn't do. But you know, it's a fun idea. Uh, getting I to kind of do makes it. Um, <laughs> getting, uh, you know, Bobby Cruz to announce you as the new ROH World Champion,
1: which can be heard in um, your, uh, your, <laughs> yeah, you, like Joel your, Joe Gertner, Gertner promo, Gertner promo uh, very clearly.
0: And getting to. Uh, Getting to do commentary on matches with people, I didn't do any of that. But I actually
1: seen a kid doing it with Ian Rickabonny and, uh, I mean, that took forever. I, I sat there like, I mean, I sat in that one spot for 20 minutes and watched that kid call a, call a whole match with him. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I didn't know he'd do a whole match. I figured, like, maybe just a few minutes, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, he. I mean, there was a, a couple of people in line, you know, that did it. And he's sitting there calling this whole match with this kid, and I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> well,
0: he's cool, and you know, like Kevin Kelly's cool, and all that. But like, you know, I, if I could have sat down and called a, you know, did a like Stranglemania match with ICP, I would have been more apt to do something like that. Than, um,
1: yeah, and and back to Strangle, we didn't even get to go to the Strangle. I don't even know if right? Stranglemania
0: it's... happened, honestly. I don't. I, I didn't know. hear I
1: anybody it say did. I didn't hear anybody really say anything about it. I don't think it happened. I think that just went
0: away because that's not anything anybody bought particularly had bought tickets or bracelets for. So it was just like, yeah, it just didn't happen. Yeah,
1: but. I didn't hear. I didn't hear anybody say that they did. I didn't see any pictures from it anywhere. No. Um, I you know, figure nothing. as soon as they got
0: to that meet and greet, they rolled out and oh. everybody just pretended like that shit didn't happen.
1: Well, it was so late, too. I mean, it was damn near 10 o'clock, 1030 we'll before see. And we got done. and else I earlier, and
0: I didn't know this until the next day uh, until I was talking to one of our, our friends that we've made in line, uh, that, that Bruce Pritchard roast got delayed by like an hour or two hours. Maybe it was Brian that told us that on the way back to the hotel. But
1: yeah, I think it was the Brian. Bruce Pritchard
0: roast got delayed like two hours somehow. I don't know why they. The only thing I can figure is maybe they were waiting on, because I know like Patterson and Briscoe showed up. I don't know who else, but maybe they were waiting on some of those guys, and they had a bunch of comedians coming in. So I figure that held it up somehow. But you know, um, I didn't. I don't. I wasn't there, so I can't comment on it. But I don't know. I think we pretty well covered it. I mean, that was. Um, like I said, we, we we met a lot of cool people. Had a lot of fun doing that, you know, promo with Shivani. Had a lot of fun doing that promo with Gardner, um, the guy before us. Yeah, his promo was hilarious, and you recorded it, so you're over there trying not to laugh while you're recording. Oh all. yeah, it was
1: hard to do uh, too.
0: Gardner's something else, man. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, yeah, he he's something. He is something else. That definitely. So yeah, if you're
0: listening <laughs> to this, look for a. Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio promo featuring me and Joel Gertner. So that's fun. And uh, a Twin States promo. A Twin States promo about Resurrection with Tony Schiavone. So that was cool to do. So. Other than that, that is going to wrap up this week's episode. Um, I don't know who I'm going to have on next week. i got a couple people lined up that we've had to reschedule due to various instances. So I'll have one of those on. But I won't say who because sure as I say that, Uh, That won't work out, and it'll be somebody different. So tune in next week to find out who my guest will be, and we will be moving on from All In and StarCast weekend and onward and upward to the next big event, which is Twin States Resurrection on October 7th on a Sunday afternoon. Be sure you're there to see Brian Pillman Jr. and a whole host of other great wrestlers in action in Hantsville, Alabama at the JC Arena. 3 o'clock in the afternoon, October the 7th. Tickets are available now at TwinStatesWrestling.com.